Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy morning. August 29th, which is a Tuesday. So happy Tuesday to you. Excellent. Good morning, everyone. Um, not a whole lot in the Power BI space at this point, just for everyone to recognize. There's a This is a pre-recorded um, episode, so we pre-recorded this one. I think it's, I feel like it's, a, it's worthwhile for us to at least note for people who are trying to show up on time on the day of they're like where are they what are they what's going on so why aren't they responding yeah. to my hilarity in the comments yes is is the the prompting question if we we don't make the, the little announcement but for all of those who listen to us on anything the else. other podcast channels you, you may think this is the most boring part of the show just get on with it <laughs> get on with it we'll get on with it we're not commenting i'm just yelling at you into the ether yes Speaking Which of what ether, I do sometimes when I re-listen to the show, so. exactly. Uh, speaking of ether, uh, we have a a question. We're going to take a mailbag question, and this is kind of more of a introductory kind of question. I think this is more one of a fundamental one that newer people will encounter when they start thinking about Power BI. But uh, we have a question that came in through the mailbag. We will uh, talk through this question. Seth, you want to give us the kind of really good reader uh, announcer voice for this question? The announcer voice. It's always good and gravelly in the morning. <clears throat> Thank you for providing so much helpful Power BI information. My question, how can I migrate my Power BI setup from a standalone laptop to a cloud server? This means the reports, PBIX files, user security, and most importantly, the data connections. I understand the PBIX files can be copied to the new server and opened, but how do I reestablish data connections, several of which are for cloud-based apps like NetSuite and user security? Will I get prompted for these when I reopen the PBIX file on the cloud server instance? Your guidance would be appreciated. Thank you. So I think, I think this is a very introductory kind of question. I think when I was... When I was beginning to work with Power BI, this was something I had to explain to a lot of people around the idea of uh, Power BI has this ability to do this cloud stuff. Like, you know, it's, in, it's where does the file go? How does security work? What, is, what do things look like there? A lot of times I think when I, my experience was when I started building things out of Power BI, I, I used a lot of Excel. A lot of Excel was my initial source for information. And I had to move my, my main workload from my local machine into something like a SharePoint or uh, some kind of cloud drive that could go connect to those files and get access to those. Since then, I don't really do a whole lot more Excel work, or at least trying to avoid that as much as possible when working with data models. But I think this is a great question. Any kind of uh, points in this that stuck out to you, Tommy or Seth? I like the NetSuite thing. That's always a something fun. I think... You know, at first I was thinking about this, I'm like this doesn't apply at all, especially where we're at now when we were going through the topics. But the more I've kind of thought about this on just kind of the trend. If I were to look back five years, what mm -hmm. was I focusing on? And Mike, to your point, yeah. Um, and how much is just being done now on a doesn't have to be on a major PC. It doesn't yep. have, like where does everything actually live? It's becoming a more and more important question. So it's interesting that NetSuite comes up here. Um, it is a cloud-based source, or it could be. It doesn't have to be. NetSuite could be an on-prem 
operational system. And this is this is a, a system that would, you know, your your team of people will create data, generate orders, uh, you know, work inside this system in order to make the business run. You're collecting information about your your customers in there. Likely, it's your enterprise reporting system. I guess it would be. Would you guys call it the ERP? Is that how you're interpreting NetSuite? Isn't NetSuite more of a financial system? I don't know. I thought it was more just general run the business kind of thing. I mean, I guess it could also capture uh, financials. I'll have to Google Never that one as well. As a, as a data source. I have some companies right so, now that we're, we're partnering with to help build or they're deploying NetSuite and we're connecting Power BI to the NetSuite APIs. So I do know that it comes in two flavors. There's like an on-prem flavor and there's like the cloud version flavor of it, which again, I think most software companies, SAP, Oracle, NetSuite, like all these different companies that now have multiple offerings, cloud or on-prem. Yeah, you're right. It's an ERP. I was just looking it up. One of the things that struck me, so I think, I think we're going to answer this hopefully in the right way, but I almost it almost strikes me on whether or not he's talking about he or she's talking about Power BI reports over. Okay, so I I had vibes of that. Yes, it felt like vibes, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily associate a report server as a cloud server. No, but it could be interpreted no. as there's a like I have the PBIX files on my local machine, and I'm putting them on another machine, literally right. the, the folder experience of hey. We have report server. I'm going to physically move those files over there and set them up that way. So that that's uh, that's that was yeah. Those were I got those vibes as well from this question. What do you guys think? How how would you? How, what would be your answer to someone who's moving from I'm developing on my laptop to now I'm moving to report server? To report server? Mm -hmm. Any any no. different any different or additional guidance? That, I mean, I don't think it would change too much between that and rbi.com very similar well except that you're three months behind if you're on the cutting edge of everything you're doing and you're having to migrate those reports while i agree with you tommy on the on the comment of the i mean report server typically is you're right three to six months behind what's happening in powerbi.com so you don't have the latest features there's also some features here you're never going to get i don't think you're ever going to get any of the ai based features on report server or things that are needed need to use cloud resources to be able to do something and i mean the only other thing is since you're not really publishing to the workspace it's just i feel like there's obviously a lot we don't know in terms of the audience too i can only kind of talk about my own examples of dealing with people who are on-prem and just it's really access it's not it's access to the data and there's access to the sharing those are the two things i would be focused mm. on okay i like that how do how do you how do you explain this conversation? Like, what's your? I mean, obviously, we're we're pushing um, them to go to PowerBI.com. Yeah, like that that would be a rec our recommendation is yes, you couldn't use PowerBI Report Server. Sure, yeah, it's just very limited and just rolls out features much much slower than PowerBI.com. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly the answer. Is you can, but why? Yeah, and again, it might not be his choice. I mean, have to be the play. You know, like the the totally. sandbox he's living in. Um, but if you're going again from <laughs> NetSuite, but yeah, man, I'll be the cat. Like it's been so long since I've worked with Report Server. I 
I couldn't even tell you, right? Like it's a save as experience as opposed to publishing, isn't it? And yeah, it, it's very reminiscent of reconnecting connections and the VM is going to have to, or wherever you're installing, like the only way you get into the cloud is if you're doing that on a VM, but because it's, it's the, for your local, like on premises report server, because you don't want to be in the cloud, mm -hmm. um, which is why this back, the back and forth of the question kind of makes like, I don't know. Um, but either way, like, like I'll, I'll be the, the guy in the room that says like, man, I forget. <laughs> um, yeah. But at the same time, like it should be fairly straightforward. It's just, you're probably going to run into more problems with the connections. Right. I don't know if those can like easily go along. Um, and because it's on a machine, right. Like there's a very easy experience in the power BI service experience. Yeah. If it's, especially if it's cloud-based yes right a lot of a lot of the connections just automatically resolve themselves right like if you had a connection to netsuite on your pbix when you deploy it it's the same connection it's like logging into salesforce you just re refresh your creds and it's good to go there's mm -hmm. nothing else you need to do which is the fantastic part about using cloud sources is you don't have to muck around with re the 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 actual data connections again however once you get used to using the, the enterprise gateway, which would be how you would connect to sources that require a, that additional connection string. So typically that's on-premises, although there are a few, I think, that require a, a gateway. Mm -hmm. But that would be a prerequisite to pushing and reconnecting your Power BI report to use standardized connections. So my personal opinion is we just kind of move away from power bi report server and start talking about like how do you go from, from yeah you know your well, your local experience to yep. the cloud service so i think um there's a couple things i'd like to touch on just very briefly on report server before we leave right so sure. if we think about report server it's basically mimicking the powerbi.com experience internal to your firewall so depending on your organization like what you have set up your company typically has like an IP, a firewall, you know, a network that you can connect into securely. And depending on what kind of company you are, you have to come you know, on-prem, go there. That's when you can log in. Or in other companies, they've actually added some access that let you punch holes or, or have secured connections into your company's environment using VMs or having like a firewall. So basically that means your, um, your environment has a full isolation from everything in the outside world the report server lives inside that bubble so anyone accessing reports inside your company firewall you would you know the same experience it's very similar to what powerv.com is doing you you make a file you then physically move the pbix file into the report server the report server then reads that file it requires you to have some sort of credentials added to that machine right so you're you know when you publish that file it, it needs you to here is the settings of that file. You enter your credentials, username and password to the different data sources. Each data source or each table, essentially in Power Query, each table you produce could have a different data source. You could be loading data from a different uh, connection string. I forget that, what that experience is like. Do it, like, is it still separating out the data set from the report or is that all within like a pane that you're, you're viewing the report? I, Again, I'll be honest with you, Seth. No, so... I don't remember the report oh, server. There's technically no publish. I, I just know that yeah, there's no publish, but I do know publish. there's a I do know there's yeah. credentials in there that you have yeah. to 
because because the PBX file doesn't come with the credentials. I know there's a credential setup. Mm -hmm. I think there's a file settings that, and this is where Greg Baldini would be great on this because he knows all the things and remembers everything way better than I do. But Time I believe there's a, all the reports over again. Exactly, exactly. Let's no, not, let's not say we did. No, it's, I really the, the whole setup is when you go to save it or publish it, you basically click on save and choose the folder or the location in the server. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. and it, and it just, goes yeah, in there. Yeah. It, yes, correct. There and it's live basically. So, so I think one of the fundamental things that I, I wanted to break out is this misconception that, well, not misconception. There, there is a lot going on and jumbled together in a PBIX file. And now PBIP, right? We get more, True. more yes. access to the different yes. components within the things. But ultimately, when you think, when people are new users are thinking about that experience, it's not just a reporting tool, okay? Right? Mm -hmm. It's an end-to-end -end experience. It was an end-to-end -end experience before Fabric even came up. <laughs> <laughs> Power, Power Query, the first part, right is yes. your connections and your transformations you're mm -hmm. saying i want to connect to this data and if you whether you remember it or not right you have to set up your data your source credentials like to connect to that data yes. what power bi does it just hold it retains that so the next time you connect to it you don't have to worry about it and people forget that oh yeah i had to set that up but that's your connections and transformations and when you click like save and load right mm -hmm. You're pushing your data into a tabular model. It's a completely different component yes. that compresses the memory, right? And that's what we're working off of when we are building measures, DAX, right? Using DAX. Power Query is M, tabular models is DAX. And then you have the reporting front end and interface. So we have this like package of things that when you publish to the service, separate. In the, in the way that they would, right? Like you have a data set, you have a report. So the, the connection strings that are made are instantly either going to work and you just need to refresh the credentials mm -hmm. on the data set, or you would need to install a gateway, ideally not a personal running off your local computer, right? You would want an enterprise gateway or yep. whatever they're calling it these days on a VM, right? Somewhere where... Other people can access it. Other people can utilize it. And then you would set up the credentials on the gateway and on that data set for the report, Correct. connect to the gateway. So you you don't, that's the where the credentials are stored. Other people can use it. You can share that gateway connection with other, other people. So it's like this separation of different things uh, across the board mm -hmm. that I think people need to understand like when they're publishing out into the service, these are the things um, that are happening. The, the other point in here that I would make is if it sounds like this is a local experience, like all these are my reports and now I want to like share potentially. Yes. Um, because they bring up the the fact that like all my data connections are to my local machine, et cetera. One of the best things you can do right now, right, is find for if, if these are files that are local to you, put them on a shared file location, SharePoint, yes. whatever. It's a great recommendation. And and within there, the, the trick is uh, you have to go into properties and copy the path of wherever that SharePoint folder is from the Excel file mm -hmm. to, get, to get the web URL, right? So when you're actually reconnecting to those files, it's via the web, not via Excel. Yes. Yes. Because it's going to take your local machine connection path. And the challenge there being, 
if anybody else needs to like dig in or fix the report at some point in time, they can't, right? Because those files are going to be stuck locally on your machine. So that's like the only thing I would say as far as like if you, as you push this into the a cloud space to share it, right? There's likely going to be you know think about think about others kind of right like think about others that are going to interact or need to you know fix a report because you may not do, may not to may not be able to may not be able to. I would say the whole sharing topic in general is quite a large conversation about what, about what you can do with sharing. Again, to your point there, Seth, there was, you know, as we're, as we're thinking about things that I've been building locally, I think most people interpret the data set and the report all one thing, all one object, because it's literally all inside the PBX file. I think when we start talking about teams, working with teams, sharing content across teams, there's a lot more design or system design that occurs at how do we want to share and distribute content? Because once you get to powerbay.com, there's almost this rat's nest of anything can connect to anything. Like, and what I mean by that is I can make a data set separate than a, re a report. Uh, we call it like a thin report. So we'd have the data set and the thin report. So now I have two files to manage where the data lives and I would refresh the data, and I have a report definition that's more along the lines of just the reported elements, maybe a little bit of, of DAX measurements. So one, how do you manage that? Who needs access to it? Are, are my external users, or the people using and consuming this, are they only looking at the report side? Or do they need to build their own reports on the data set? That changes, those, those answers to those questions change how you structure the information. Do you really need a strong process around dev, test, prod? Do you need people? Is that is that part of your environment? It may not be initially because you don't know you're not aware of it. But is that something you need to plan for? And then there's this concept of who's building all the reports. Does all of the information come from a central team, or some of the information come from a central team, and a lot of the information is being generated on the 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 consumer or the user side? Because that also changes your pattern. Do I now have a workspace for just the data set and a workspace for the thin report? At any rate, the workspace really becomes your mechanism, your your boundary for how you share and what content people can access or not access. And I really do want to emphasize the workspace inside PowerBay.com is really focusing on people who build things together. They're not necessarily <laughs> consumers of that content. The consumers of content should be focusing more on apps. That's where you should be putting that information. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too is whether they're he's moving the report server or they're moving the cloud. It's it's the long term thinking to all the things you're talking about, right? Once you go from either a report server or the cloud or the fabric, all those three things, it's something that you do not want to just start building in a vacuum. Because regardless of where he's going with this, there's probably a lot of migration steps. And I'm sorry to say, yeah, all those connection strings are going to have to be redone if you're converting it. Um, but I, I, to me, it's like the long-term thinking, if they are going to the report server, mm -hmm. is that for the long haul? Or is that uh, some intermediary step? Because obviously it's, there's a full transition that you want, need to think about from access, but also just the, like you said, if we're going to consume reports in a certain way with apps, yep. well, we can't do that in the report server. Um, and then if we're going to put things in somewhere in the cloud-based location, well, if now, can I even access that from this new location? So just trying to think of 
where do where are we going to be in a year from now? Kind of like what's the game plan? So it sounds like they're pretty they're a little bit behind in terms of from the technology point of view, but. In the last three years, I've never, I'm not having conversations around, like I had conversations three years ago about report server. People were very interested yeah. in that. It's this almost. why it threw me when I was like, oh crap. I just well, had that thought right as we like jumped out there. Well, like I haven't touched it in forever. Well, and, and I think, I mean, my recommendation on this would be very much try not to, or try to convince your organization or talk to people yeah. who already do a lot of these deployments of things Go get their insight. Have them review your architecture, what you're trying to plan and deploy for like sharing and content. Because again, the whole sharing conversation just gets really complicated because we have apps, we have data sets, we have reports. You can even now share tables of data through like a lake house. Mm -hmm. So now you can have a read-only access to a lake house now. I believe that was just announced in the Microsoft blog. So if you're doing fabric level things where you're generating tables of data. So if you think about these different thresholds of what you gain access to you could have access to raw tables groomed data sets with relationships and measures built into them the reports that are cleaned groomed insight based information or bundle all those things together into excel documents pdfs all the, you can bundle it now into an application a data app you know, an app from microsoft so all of those different levels of experience give you different capabilities and it's hard again this is why microsoft has just been pumping out features <laughs> and i'm like great we have options but now the hard part is which options should i be using what should we be focusing on that becomes i think more difficult for end users i'm going to dial into a couple things of like if i were if i were this individual you know you're already to a state where you have a power bi report start with one figure out what the steps are and and like make sure to do some core things. One, when you're in Power BI service, which you'll need a pro license, create a shared workspace, not not your own. You'll have my workspace, go to shared yes. workspace, publish there. What you'll see are two components. One is the report, one is the data set. In the ellipsis, go to settings, and then you'll be able to like look at the data sources. Mm, that's a great point. And and that's where you're going to find the connection information because you're going to need to refresh the credentials or you'll understand that, oh, this this data source requires a gateway, at which point you got to do some legwork probably with an IT person to install a gateway somewhere, but it's a very simple experience. And then whoever the owner of the gateway is, if they make that you, that's fine. But whoever the owner of the gateway is would need to create the same connection that you had done in in your Power BI desktop. It's gonna be whatever the credentials are and that's where this can be a higher level cred. It probably shouldn't be somebody's personal credentials. Yes. Um, and then they can share that connection string with you. So you'd be using a different set of credentials and anybody using the report would be using the, that set of credentials. Now, the thing to keep in mind here is you. there was a, a question about user security and that's a component that you're gonna build in the PBIX file under members, there's role level security, right? So you create members, you define what those members can see from the model uh, and roles that they would have. And the data will automatically filter within that model by you setting up the, the structure by which they're gonna have a relationship. And typically it's an email address or something, a relationship mm -hmm. to the other data in the model. When you deploy that, there isn't anything else you need to do. It's just the matter of like understanding that when people are interacting with the report, 
the report is automatically filtered down to what that individual within the data model could see. So are there some things you need to be cognizant of there uh, to ensure that that's working appropriately? Should you test it? Absolutely. But that inherently is part of a tabular model. You can build that security within the report itself without having to mess around with um, externally trying to like slice and dice the report. So once we've got all of that set up, the connections are set to go um, in the Power BI front end. You basically just share that report via an app is what we suggest a lot of times because mm -hmm. you can roll up a lot of reports into a singular app um, and point to audiences. It just makes the whole experience a lot easier. Um, otherwise, you can share that report singly um, to individuals or users within the organization. I'm I'm try, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm trying to distill this down into like my my quick my hit list of things to research or things to read up on, so that you know you're comfortable with this experience. I you know I one thing I think is pro license, right? Know what that is, know how to go get one of those in your organization. Mm -hmm. I think the second concept is don't use my workspace. Learn how to build a workspace in general and assign users into that. And I, again, my, my general guidance around workspaces are there should be one admin, there should be one or two admins or, and or members, everyone who's working together. Again, we think of workspaces as a collaboration area, add everyone else as a contributor. So st start with the lowest amount of permissions that people need Those to have are, to yeah, get into the workspace. The people that would be modifying or need to manage the reports. Themselves, exactly. Not, yeah. not the end users reading them. Yep. Yeah. So learn how to do that right that's another thing that you haven't done when you're working on your desktop you know on the on the on your laptop right that's that's a new experience that you're going to have right um i think the i think the the second part here and this is maybe where i differed a little bit seth from what you you spoke about is is move your data to a cloud source right if you have if you're referencing anything locally like an excel file something that's local on your laptop those things can't get connected directly to this, the cloud without a lot of extra effort. So if you are using Excel files, if you're using CSV files, JSON stuff, if there are things that you are using locally in your machine, you need to move them somewhere where PowerBI.com can easily access them. Most companies, if they're already in the cloud, if they're thinking about using PowerBI.com, are thinking about using SharePoint as well or have some version of SharePoint already attached to users inside the cloud. So my recommendation this can vary would be is put all your flat files, the files you're using locally, move them to a cloud source as well. So that way, if you're connecting to NetSuite, which is a cloud provider, and any of these other ancillary data points or files, those are all being connected directly to another cloud source. So that that solves the whole gateway issue. So you don't need the gateway. Um, so that would that would be my kind of my second word of advice is move your data somewhere else. Before you move off in the gateway, and I agree with that, right? We had talked about yeah, yeah, move off your local files. But if yeah. you're stuck with a gateway, un you need to understand domains, right? The data source is in a specific domain, right? Like on premises or on a virtual yes. machine that requires special connections. And typically, like you, wherever that gateway is installed, it needs to be in that same domain in order for it to work. Yes. This correct. would be like sources you can't, to, to Mike's point, that you can't modify or adjust it's yes. it's like a sql server I, I, yeah i've got a server on parameters behind our firewall right. we can't punch right. a hole like so Correct. so what do you do like so and so my next word of advice would be if you can't move those files to the cloud then learn more about gateways understand what it is there's actually some really good documentation that's inside microsoft documentation it talks about what is a gateway when would i want to use it 
gives you some interesting infographics that kind of help you with that. So I would recommend learn about that. And then I think you made another really great point here, Seth, was in the context of who is accessing the reports in the app. When you log into things, every time you log into PowerBI.com, your email address is associated to you. And that email address or information about you, that person, can be passed directly into the data set. The question here is, does, does each person who looks at the report, do they need to see different data? If the answer is yes, go learn about row-level security. That's another thing you'll need to add to the files, the Power BI files, to help you filter out data so Tommy can see the North America region of data, but Mike can see South America, right? So we're different sales teams, right? We're seeing different things. The report look and feel is the same, but the data is being represented differently. That's when you'd use row-level security. So study up on row-level security. And then the last part I would say is learning more about apps. Apps were very simple initially, click a button, apps published, add people, done, move on. But now with this whole thing called app audiences, I think you need to do a little bit more homework around, okay, what is an app? What is an audience of the app? And what is actually happening between, like, what can I hide and show? And basically the audience is a way of saying, I'm going to publish the app and hide and show various elements inside that app based on the users that are accessing the app. So I think if you get those kind of bullet points down, that would be my hit list of things you need to learn or go play with. Go to powerbay.com, make a workspace, build these things, publish some stuff there, uh, update the credentials. You'll figure that out as you go, kind of, you know, getting in there. It won't refresh. It'll, powerbay.com tries to prompt you a bit of that direction. So all that being said, I mean, I think that's a good learning list of what you would need to do to get started going from I'm developing locally on my computer and I'm now trying to publish those things into powerbay.com. Anything else you guys would add for that list? That's a good synopsis, Mike. That's perfect. Oh, so many things. I, it's been a while since I started at the beginning. <laughs> I think this is something that we, as experts, miss a lot of the time. This, there's this whole concept of like getting people up to where we are that we, we forget. I assume a lot of things are already just known. And sometimes that's just not always true. Just I think this is why this was a great question and kind of going back and rethinking the basics. Well, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Um, we thank you very much. We appreciate your time listening to us and talking to us on the podcast. Um, actually, not talking, just listening. Thank you for your ears. We appreciate your time. If you like this one, or if you had someone else who's brand new going from, you know, just starting out with Power BI, or if you know someone who's just starting out, this is kind of a great conversation and or hit list of things you should learn about, you know, getting into the PowerBI.com space. See if that works, uh, how that, that learning curve would work for you. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast? You can find it anywhere it's available on Apple, Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and leave a rating. Helps us out a ton. If you have a topic, a question, or an idea that you want us to talk about, you can go ahead and go to powerbi.tips slash the podcast. And finally, join us live every Tuesday and Thursday uh, on Power BI Tips channels for live episodes. Excellent. We'll see you around on the interwebs. <laughs>